0: to the things we say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. And this would be season three if we were calling anything seasons. Yes. But we're not. But we're not.
1: No. But it's season three. This this can be season three. It just feels right. Yeah. To call it season three.
0: I think so. We're not doing anything (laughs) different as far as I know. We're just going to keep doing the same old thing. Yes, we are. But this is our third year doing it. We're glad to be doing it. Since we switch podcast
1: platforms, I have no idea where our numbers are at. So we're gonna assume <laughs> you're
0: listening to us.
1: Yeah, yeah. How did that change? Was do they not track the same way? They do. I haven't figured it out oh, or dedicated okay. enough time or resources okay. to it. Well, I can always ask Ross, or you can ask Ross about it <laughs> since he uses it too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's an area that you know we we I often tease Sheldon about what he does and does not know in terms of the practical hookup of the actual recording and the production, I know even less than he knows about that do I know about what actually goes on after I send him the raw files. I do know that
0: 2019 was our biggest year. Yes. So yeah. And we recorded a little bit in 2017 all the way through 2018, all the way through 2019. Yeah. And now 2020.
1: Yes. Yeah. Here we are. And we took a little break for, for the holidays, obviously. Yeah, but we took holidays, al- playoff football. Yes. Sick kids. Yes. I, <laughs> I have basically just gone through the week of hell in my house. Um, you wanted to talk about sleep deprivation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and especially my wife. Man, she is just she is a she is something else, man. I don't know how she does what she does and functions at the high level that she does. But my goodness, she probably over a four day period maybe slept a total of eight non-consecutive hours over four days. That's crazy. And continued to function as a human and uh, and take care of our, our newborn, who was the sickest of our lot, which was terrifying. Uh, but basically between Sunday morning, last Sunday morning and a Wednesday, we were in the ER twice, urgent care once, the doctor's office three or four times, and Akron Children's Hospital for a, like, 18-hour period. So it was insanity. I, I have never had a week like that ever in my life, and I am darn glad to put it behind me. So... Yeah, it was something else. And you
0: still got up on Sunday, still led
1: your church in worship, poured out your heart. It was a
0: good day. You did a whole
1: baby dedication and everything. And that was a great experience. That was awesome. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah,
0: Jared Flack had been on
1: the podcast,
0: so one of his growing brood
1: got... uh, Yeah, he had his fifth boy, and I told him (laughs) that's why they let me do it, because by this time they've... They've had so many that they don't care who <laughs> dedicates their children. It's, so I just got it thrown to me. Oh, congrats uh, to Jared and Nick. Yeah, it was good. He's a cutie. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's not why we're here. That's but not that why is, we're here. That is something that has happened to me recently. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a did you know. Give
0: it. <laughs> did you know that the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a Christian socialist named Reverend Francis Bellamy. Of course, it was a Christian socialist. He originally, he originally wanted to have the words in the Pledge of Allegiance "equality" and "fraternity," but decided against it, knowing that the state's superintendents of education on his committee were against equality for women and African Americans.
1: When did he? When did he write this? Does it say? Uh,
0: 1899. 1899. Well, or in. Uh, no, they were. here's a picture of them reciting the pledge in 1899. Sorry. It was in the 1890s. Shoot. There were several versions. There's an 1892 version, which was... And then there was a, a revision that he made, which just inserted a two between my flag and to the republic, instead of and the republic yeah. for which it stands. And to the republic. Yeah. I've always thought it was interesting. And then they took out my flag <laughs> and changed it to the flag. Yeah. Basically, his idea, he they were trying to restore like a level of patriotism that had kind of ebbed after the
1: Civil War. Yeah. And then well, I've always thought it was interesting. And I always thought the Pledge of, Pledge of Allegiance was a little bit weird in the sense that pledging to a flag itself was always kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind the idea of pledging allegiance to the Republic. You know, in terms of what it is supposed to be, right. in terms of the Constitution, I kind of like that. I think it's got a nice. When you understand what it is, it makes good sense. But I've always thought the actual thing with the flag. You know, something really interesting, and if, and you can look up pictures of this, and it's super weird. But post 1930s, when you said the Pledge of Allegiance, you did not put your hand over your heart. You raised your hand in a very similar to a salute, Nazi, to the flag. Nazi Germany salute, because that was not just like the swastika, that was not exclusive to Nazism, but then it became associated with it, and people abandoned it. Um, That was a a salute back in in Rome, that was, I mean, that's been a long-standing thing, but even in America, that was used until it became associated with with the Nazi regime, and then it turned into hand over the heart, let's get away from that right away. But it's really weird to look at a picture of a bunch of American school children saluting the flag in that manner, because again, we culturally have something now that automatically triggers when we see that and it's super weird.
0: Yeah. Their goal was to get a flag over every school. Yeah. And get a flag in every school. And so part of that was to get a short, quick pledge of allegiance that you could say. And it'd be tough to pledge allegiance to a flag if you didn't have a flag. Right. So they were also a part of a movement that was selling flags to schools at (laughs) cost. Like it wasn't like they were
1: profiting. Right, right. It wasn't like still it was a movement. It to was do still
0: so. like a major movement. There was yeah. a flag conference and a nineteen twenty three national flag conference. Um, yeah, <laughs> his pledge was embraced by many schools by the daughters of the American Revolution mm-hmm. until the nineteen ten and the Grand Army of the Republic until the nineteen twenty three national flag conference. But huh. yeah, well, that's very interesting. interesting. So. Yeah, he was a socialist. Wanted to put equality in there, but realized that not everybody <laughs> believed in right. equality. that's funny. Especially so it's just that liberty era. and justice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> man, oh man.
0: Yeah, and that that goes back to another thing that, like, during during that period of time following the Civil War till even into nineteen forties, thirties. Christian evangelicals were more on the socialist spectrum yeah, than they were on, like, the conservative or... Well,
1: and the thing is, that was a new thing. Like, right. that's the thing is, people spout socialism today like it's new. It is such an old ideology, and one that has been tried and failed everywhere. It has been tried and failed. Some socialist programs work, but only within a non-totally social- socialist totalitarian society. Um and we've talked about this you know, on right. podcasts in the past. Why we're capitalists. Yes. It's an episode that we um, talk about. But this. It's, it's, it's an old, old ideology that has been disproven, but just people keep trotting it out like it's a new idea that hasn't been tried and I don't understand. But, you know, whatever. <coughs> whatever with that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not why we're here. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not. So why are we here? What are, what are we doing? Besides, um, I, can I just say, yes. like, like I said before, this has been a very stressful week. We're actually getting ready to head out to Mexico on Wednesday uh, for my brother-in-law's wedding. We're going to Cancun. Never been to Mexico. I've been to South America, but never right. Mexico. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to being there. I'm not looking forward to the trip, being that we have a newborn that we're having to take with us and fly with, and you know, she's it's a lot had, of unknowns. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns, but um, this might be one of the first moments. All week that I've not felt stressed at all. It was funny because I was talking to Kayla. I was like, should we cancel doing the podcast tonight? And I sat there for him and I'm like, no, like I need it. I need this moment to sit down and just talk to Sheldon and feel a little normal. It, it's good. I already feel like just feel right. the stress melting away from me. Yeah. I was like, we,
0: we've been gone so long from doing this. I felt like we almost need a date night before the podcast <laughs> so we can sit down and get reacquainted. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Oh man. (laughs) No, but I I am glad (laughs) to be back. And um, yeah, I I think one of the things that collectively that we did last year as a church that we're doing again this year is uh, doing 21 days of prayer and fasting to open the new year. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're not if you're part of a church that isn't doing something like that to start a new year, it could be something cool that you'd just do for yourself. Yeah. Uh, But I found it to be pretty cool. And by fasting, we're not talking in a, like a strict sense of fasting where it's like, you know, just water. Yeah, for 21 f- days. For 21 days uh, or anything like that. And we're not necessarily saying, you know, you have to do a food fast. It's like, think of something you could either, you could give up in your life. Yeah. That's... Either taking a lot of time or taking attention, or that will help you focus attention, whether that is a food fast, whether that's like a Daniel fast, or it's just a uh, fasting of your time, giving 10% of your time, or something, you know, just yeah.
1: or if you're, I don't know, some people give up social media or whatever, which you I'm, know. I'm actually doing that one this year. The only thing I've kept is Twitter just for the news <laughs> of it uh, because I don't interact on Twitter, like that's not yeah. something I do. I do not. I don't even really ever like things on Twitter. That is that is pretty much my news source. I I use it to find articles, the thing I want to go to. I don't I don't like trudging through all the other mess. I follow the things I want to follow, and I go from there. Which Kayla told me I should, you know, stop doing Twitter. But she's not the Holy Spirit, so there you go. So um, like, people could look at that and kind of laugh because it's not really a
0: fast. No, I mean, but it is in, in but it like is, the broad higher yeah, church sense, right? But it it is just more about. Okay, I'm going into a new year, and what would I like my life to look like? Yeah, you know, a couple months down the road, what yeah. is something that I could
1: give up now that might? Right, and our and our focus on our at our church is threefold, which is um, attention, appetite, and attitude. So attention right. being things like social media, um, entertainment. Uh, appetite, of course, being food. And attitude, uh, one of the things we focus on is negativity, you know, really trying to like get away from uh, negative thought patterns, thinking negatively about others, that kind of thing. Um, so those are the, that's the the two or the three things that we've focused on as a church uh, doing that. So for me, um, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a minute. I was going to get into why a social media fast is actually significant and what that means. But anyway, we'll get into some of those different details of fasting as we get in that's
0: how i that's how i gave up twitter (laughs) last year i was off of twitter for what nine ten months it was good i I thought it was pretty awesome and i did pretty well and then i went to japan and during the trip to japan like i had been intermittent fasting like doing that yeah where you only eat in an eight-hour window and i thought i was doing pretty good there i didn't have twitter and then i go to japan Monday Night Football is happening. I'm in really bad cell service. So the only thing that will load was Twitter. Twitter. And the guys I follow were enough to keep up with the scores in the game. And so I just kept hitting refresh. And that's how I got through Monday Night Football at like 1030 in the morning (laughs) in Japan. So then I was back on Twitter. And Jess is like, you were doing so good. Now you're off the wagon.
1: Well, and I, I actually... Twitter is the one the one the one aspect of social media that I don't have trouble putting down. Like Instagram I will scroll forever and all of a sudden realize okay I'm gone down a rabbit hole and I've been doing this way too long and I've accomplished nothing. Facebook is basically a cesspit that I never enter into anymore. I don't go in there uh, at all. But I Twitter I will get annoyed with so quickly most of the time when with things that are in my feed that I'm like, eh, I'm done I'm just backing off of you because people are people are just you can clean up your feed really quick, yes. and just unfollow that's right, that's right that's it's great. super easy, so yeah, but that's the one thing I've remained with this because yeah, news I like to know what's going on in yeah. the world at least so
0: I want to talk a little bit about our history with fasting <laughs> uh, and then maybe talk about. Something serious or important if you want to. Yes. But I will say that as far as fasting goes, that was something that was taught early on. Yes. To me that I was like, okay. And it was modeled for me by my parents and and my mom and usually in connection with prayer. So like if there was a time of prayer that she was setting aside to pray, she would maybe set aside a day of the week or whatever it is. And she would just fast from sunup to sundown. Yeah. And focus on prayer. And as a part of her daily life, it didn't disrupt anything that was going on, but it was modeled for me early on. Yeah. And I don't know. I was growing teenage boy, so I always wanted to eat something. Right. But the first time I actually fasted for anything was the 30-hour famine. Yep. Do you remember
1: this? Oh yeah, yeah. Was it the 40-hour famine?
0: No, it was 30. Was it? Yeah. I felt like it was, it was 40. Huh? No. I don't know. Pretty sure it's the 30-hour. Anyway, hour famine. it doesn't
1: matter. 10 hours does not make a difference.
0: Right. From what it was. Like, it was a big deal because your whole youth group did it together. Yep. At least we did. And one of the things was, like, we had we had a, a meeting where we all got together, and we talked about why we're doing this. And it was to raise—it was partly to raise money for people that were starving or or that didn't have any enough food. And we were going to fast from food for a period of time to, I don't know, connect both with their struggle and also <laughs> to focus on prayer and— did you do End it as a fundraiser too? Yeah. Yeah. It was connected to a fundraiser
1: yeah. for either World Vision or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Compassion International. I don't remember well, who I think, was behind. I think the
1: 30 hour, 40 hour. And it was both. There were there, there was were a two. 30 hour and the 40 hour thing. So we could both be Yeah, we were both right. Yeah, that's good. That's fun when that happens. Um But yeah, we did the same thing and and I was probably about 14. 14 sounds about right. My biggest memory of that was we all hung out and spent and did like a lock-in the night yep. of the 40-hour famine. And my, one of my biggest memories of it is the next morning, like a bunch of the guys who were like kind of the jocks went out to Farmer Boy, which is a local restaurant around here, and just absolutely gorged themselves On breakfast, I mean, it's kind of like a greasy steak and yeah, steak and eggs and like, and I, I'm sure all of them basically destroyed themselves doing that. Thirty hour famine is a World Vision thing. Okay, that's what I. Yeah, but yeah, that was also my my very first experience with fasting in terms of actually doing it myself. Yep. Um, we didn't have a lock in. We met. We kind of Bible study
0: talked about what it would be and just dedicated ourselves to it. And then we came back the next. Day or whenever it was, like whenever the 30 hours were up, and we were all supposed to bring like a can of soup or whatever. Yeah. And we were gonna make a whole like stew, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't remember how it all went down. Yeah. But it was fun. <coughs> I remember yeah. not being able to go to that ending youth event, and then I just came home from school, went to football practice or something, and then came home to my mom's house, and she had cooked. Supper and it was time to break that fast, and I destroyed like these little mini pizzas she ate. I just ate an ungodly amount of these things, oh, fell man. halfway ill, and went to bed. <laughs> it
1: was awesome. Yeah. Um I've I've always thought it was interesting the way that people relate to fasting. Um, there are a lot of very extra-biblical and even unbiblical ideas that are like prevalent in the church as to why you fast or what fasting should look like. Right. Or how you, like very legalistic weirdness. So I'm curious, I have a few to share, but I'm curious, like, what was your growing up vibe on that? Because in my home, that was never what I got. Like that was never my understanding, but I saw it in other people and I saw it in other understanding of what fasting was, what it had to look like, and these weird kind of legalistic, you know, guide rails that it fell within for
0: people. I I got a, I got a lot of it from my parents. So for me, it was like, Oh, okay. If you, and my mom had always kind of explained it, like, if you really want to focus your prayer life and you feel like you're not getting through what you need to get through just fast and really (laughs) you'll, you'll find out however many times you feel hungry, start turning your mind and thoughts to prayer. And you'll find out how many times it's like, okay, not my will, but yours. and start focusing in, okay, not me. I'm denying myself. What is it that you're saying? Okay, I'm not going to tune into my stomach right now. I need to tune into you. And just constantly refocusing your thought pattern and how quickly that can open things up. Just even just making my heart right and putting me in the right posture to even hear what the Lord is saying. So for me, of course, I didn't have that many deep Decisions that I had to make, or things that I had to make deep matters of prayer about. You know, it seems like more of an an adult concept. So, you know, thirty hour famine happens, and that happens once or twice in like youth group and that kind of thing. And then I like hit my first major decision. I'm like, is this a girl I want to ask out? Is this like a a path I want to take? And so then, I might fast and pray and think about it, like because I'm like I want to make sure this is a real thing. The problem with that is is what I was getting to with my overall way that fasting had been framed, is that it was a super spiritual thing to do. Yeah. And that it was like super spiritual. Yeah. Okay, so that really would like make me over-spiritualize the decision or the way I was thinking about what it was I was trying to decide about. Like where you go to school? What do you do for a job? what You know, if there was a decision that I was up against and I'm like, I really need to pray. And like, this is, this seems like a life changing decision. I should fast and pray about yeah, this. Yeah. And it was like, looking back, some of that was you were maybe over spiritualizing something that you Doesn't were going to do anyway. Yes. And you were trying to give yourself a
1: spiritual reason why this right. was what you needed. And to half do. the time it's not even so you can say, well, God told me it was okay. It's like, well, I prayed and fasted about it. And right. Here's how I'm going to make this right. bad decision. <laughs> right. And so that wasn't what was modeled for me, but that
0: was just something that... You kind of caught. Sure. Yeah. But it, it was
1: also my own brain wanting to do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and it's interesting for me because, again, this is not something I was ever taught, but I got into this place where I started to think of fasting as when you really want something from God. You fast. really want to make him notice. Yeah, you fast. And when you want him to do something or you want a particular, I don't care what it is, impartation, whatever, you fast to get that thing. As opposed to, and I, and I remember hearing, um, it was actually fairly recently, in the last like five years or so, I heard somebody talking about fasting and they said, you know, fasting is not so that God can give you something. It's so that he can remove something. It's like you're seeking to have something removed. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because it's, it's, it's that idea that like I'm denying myself because I know there's something that you want to get at and I want to clear something out of the way so that I can hear that and I can respond to it. And I thought that was a really interesting take. And it was the first time that I realized, even though I'd walked away from that thinking, it was the first time I realized I actually had that thought pattern at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd matured away from that, but I realized for a long time, I thought of it as like fasting is like the the manipulation of god if you will uh, to put it crassly and and oh, yeah. i'm going to make him do the thing i want him to do cuz i'm going to not eat for it's a like those while.
0: coin changers at the arcade <laughs> usually you're only putting a dollar in so you're getting those four little tokens oh, yeah. out but i just put a 50 in baby i'm about to cash <laughs> out on this sucker <laughs> cuz look at me i'm working so hard that's right and it, it's like, it's terrible for me to give up this food, or give up this, right. or
1: give up the other thing. Right. And if the Lord didn't call me to a fast, what am I hoping to get out of it anyway? Exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and that's been my biggest thing. The reason I've decided to fast, particularly Instagram, is because there have been multiple times where I've gone to my phone just to look at it at a habit. Yeah. And so it's an automatic reminder for me of like, no, this is something I'm setting aside. And I deleted it. I mean, it's not on my phone. So I've even spent a couple times where I'm looking for it. I'm like, oh, what did I do with that? Did I move it? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not doing that right now. Um, and so it's served as a reminder to prayer. It's served as a reminder to a different kind of introspection. Um, I will say, I think there is something. there is something legitimately powerful about fasting food. Only because that is a legitimate need. Like you have to have that to live. And so when you're giving up a legitimate need for a time, I feel like it does have a greater impact on you. I don't think it pleases God more, whatever it is you may or may not fast. But I think when you, when you fast a legitimate need there, it does something to you um, at a human level and a physical level um, that you don't, you don't get from fasting things like that. And there's something too about a corporate fast.
0: I, I think that, uh, it's, it's not that it makes us super spiritual. It's not that it, it that God isn't somehow impressed by our performance. But I think when a body of Christ is like, we, we want you more than anything else. Right. We want you more than this. It's about proper worship and saying, God, you're first. And the way it was framed to us is like, give up anything he puts his finger on, basically. Like, if the Lord is calling you to something, do it. And so if you have an entire group of people that says, okay, Lord, you've put your finger on something in my life that needs to be removed and set aside, what is my response? You know, and, and it should be to put you first. And that, that is the ultimate act of worship and saying, you know what, whatever is first in my life, that is what I worship. Right. And you want the level of worship to be raised in your house, right. <laughs> this is a good way to do it. Yeah, You know, you want God to be first in everything, this is a good way to do it and a good way to show it and to keep it front and center as you yeah. go through your life. So for me, that's kind of what it's about today. I think, um, I don't think it's bad to do in a situation where I I really need a response from God. Like yeah. I really need to hear His voice and it's more about as long as it's more about getting myself out right, of the way exactly. than it is
1: about hey look at me over here you know yeah cuz cuz that's the thing is there's this there's this idea that like okay we're going to do something so that god will speak well no he's speaking we just need to hear him we're we're the ones missing it if we're if we're not hearing his voice it's not him yeah it's us yeah you know and and again yes maybe he is being silent but it's because he wants us to pay attention to the fact that he's being silent it's not it's never going to be that thing where it's like, oh, we're just, we're just, you know, we need to make God speak to us. No, no, no. He, that's his desire. That's his nature to want to be in relationship, to want to interact with us. So sometimes we just have to set aside something so that we can say, okay, I'm getting this out of my life so that I can focus, so that I can hear, so that I can understand and, and remove some of the noise. Because we got a lot of noise in our lives. Yeah. I mean, we really do.
0: And it's, it's kind of the same idea as taking a Sabbath. And that yeah. was something that that I recognized a little too late into my Bible school experience. Like, I went to Bible school, and yeah. they had a bunch of rules and stuff. And for a while, I kind of, like, bucked against those rules <laughs> until I kind of realized, okay, this is a Sabbath in my life right. where certain things are being removed and taken away from me so that I can focus on something else. If I don't get so worried about the rule... <laughs> I can just enjoy this for what it is. It is a little bubble that I'm in for a period of time. That will go away eventually. I will leave. Yeah. It's going to be fine. That's not everybody's Bible school experience, but I'm saying like that opened my eyes to the idea that you can take kind of a Sabbath from certain things and say, you know what? This may come back into my life, but when it does, it's going to be submitted and in proper order to the way things should be. And, but that's part of the reason we take a Sabbath somewhere in our week as, as a daily habit. And that is work is not going to rule me. Yeah. I'm not defined by what I do. I'm defined by whose I am. And the Lord is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the rest of the week, just as much as he is that one day. So setting, setting that aside to focus on it uh, actually redefines the rest of it. It's the same way of giving a tithe. Right. You give a tithe, and that is to say God's Lord of the 100%. So to show that he's going to get the 10%. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, to me, it's all the same type of thing. Yeah. It's about worship. It's not about, yeah, getting attention or whatever. Right,
1: right. So, But yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had some positive um, experiences fasting. I've had some horrible experiences fasting, both in the sense that sometimes it's easy, Um, Sometimes it's not easy. Uh, But then also there are times when I've done it out of that manipulative spirit where I want something or I'm trying to get something, and I wasn't called to a fast. I just was like, well, this is nothing's working, so I'm going to fast. It's just just stupid. It does not work. (laughs) It does not work. You're just hungry. That's all it is. Now I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, hungry. And I'm hungry. Yeah,
0: and I'm hungry. And I'm still not getting anywhere.
1: And I'm treating everyone poorly around me. And if you're anorexic, fasting is not for you. No, no. If that's <laughs> not food fasting. Yeah, if that's something you're currently struggling with, do not do that. Do not spiritualize that because that yeah. adds a Don't whole... Don't spiritualize your condition. That has a whole other level of mess to it if you start to do that. Or And it's not a weight loss
0: program. No. Or it's not a self-help program. It's, yeah.
1: And again, it can be, it can but be. not in this context. That's not what it's for. It's not, it's not like the Holy Spirit came down and said one day to some, somebody back in the day, hey, you're getting a little thick around the edges. Let's go ahead and have you not eat for a week. Right. No, that's, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Again, it's about denial of self for the purpose of hearing God. That yeah. is what it is. Um,
0: and yeah. And if you're hoping to get handsome and wise just doing the Daniel fast, that's <laughs> not exactly... Causation. You know,
1: I you know what I think that's funny. I think the Daniel fast is so funny, and and again, I, I have no I have no criticism of anybody. I'm here that, for all of this. Yeah, I have no criticism for anybody that's ever chosen to right. do it. All right, but I feel like people who do the Daniel fast are completely missing the point of what was happening there. Yeah, because there was a mandate in Jewish law that you did not eat food sacrificed to idols. And not only that, but there were very specific ways that an animal could be killed and and be consumed. So they were not doing something because it's like, oh, this is holier food and more pure food. No, it was like, we're not going to defile ourselves before God because we know this is what the law requires of us. So these are the things that we know you cannot defile as Gentiles. Well, so give the, us those things. The
0: wine was used in their in their <coughs> pagan worship yeah. services and all of that too. So they didn't necessarily trust that the wine right. hadn't been sacrificed to idols right. or used in right. that in way. So, so it wasn't even it wasn't even necessarily against the wine or against the meat itself. Right. It was like we're choosing not to right. defile ourselves with this. And they were they were opening themselves up to getting sick by drinking the water. Right. But they knew that the water wasn't going right. to be defiled and in that way. So they're saying none of this meat, none of this wine, we're going to be doing this this right. and this for this period of time and the fact that they ended up be looking more healthy and all of this off of what they were eating is not because vegetables are better fuel for your right. body. Right. It's because it was miraculous what the Lord did with right. them because he not, was not they allowing were honoring them they were honoring it. him. Right. They're they're not drinking this water out of a Brita filter. Right. They're, they're drinking water that opened them up to getting sick. And, In a very and, freshly foreign land, too. Right. And, and it's like, I don't know what you know about vegetables and how they're grown and, and how they should be washed and cared for and all of that. But, yeah, people were surprised they didn't get sick and, like, look scrawny. Yeah. Because the Lord preserved them because he honored what they were doing and why they were doing it.
1: Right. Right, and and it's the same thing that you saw with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego later was, you know, we won't bow. Like, that was a we won't bow moment long right. before they faced a literal we won't bow moment. Right. And so that's the point of all of that. So anybody who thinks there's something, you know, magical or heavenly about that particular diet, no, there isn't. And if that's something you choose to do, and a way you choose to fast, I think that's fine. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with it. I think the fad of it has be, has been has totally missed the point. If you're a vegetarian, great. <laughs> yeah, but it's why totally, are you telling me? It's totally <laughs> missed the point. And again, that's that's one of the things that I think is so funny about Christian culture in general is that we make weird fads out of these things. I mean, I don't care if it's the you know the the whole purity culture or the prayer of Jabez or oh you I know, love the, the prayer of Jabez. Oh, good lord. I, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, I I, just I
0: still actually pray that from time to time. Yes. And, there and
1: uh, again, I don't think there's I anything enjoy wrong with it, but it's like it becomes <laughs> such a... I know what you mean. It's, it's just a such fad. a... Yeah. It was a fad. But again, I'm one of those people that I tend to rail against that. I've loved Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars right. all my life. I went and bought them and wore them when they were not a thing at all. And I got made fun of for wearing them, but I loved them because I love Pete Maravich and that's what he wore. And so that's <laughs> what I wanted to wear. And... Then they became popular, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to wear these anymore. Even though I liked them first, like now everybody was wearing them, and I was eh, I still or wear them. Or like a up. WWJD bracelet. Yes, yeah. It was great when it was something that wasn't a trendy thing, but then it became a trendy thing. Was it great? I mean, if it was just you going out and getting this thing <laughs> and like, hey, this is a thing yeah, I want to identify. With. Yeah. I think it had a great <laughs> in, intent in the in the uh in its uh in its conception, but in the long run, it just became a, a fad. I mean, I remember when people who were clearly not Christians were wearing them because it had become such a fad. Right. You know, and you, I mean, I think I had four at one time, like all that different colors. That was the colors. thing, to get yeah. as many
0: as you could. It was like a Pokemon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Could you catch yeah, them all? Yeah, Can you catch them all? <laughs> <laughs> you get all the different colors. That's and, right. Yeah, that's great. right.
0: And there was kind of official ones. Oh, yeah.
1: The real ones and the knockoffs. and. That's just knockoff. Yeah, that's not real yeah oh, my learned. yeah, but that's the thing is we, we get into so many weird little things like that. and fasting's one of those things that's just it's become trendy. there's There's books on how to fast. There's books on how long to fast on which fast will get you the thing that you want on which fast will actually do this spiritual thing or that spiritual thing or that physical thing or that financial thing. like it's it's amazing the way that we have commercialized a simple biblical principle. Yeah. Um, and fasting is, is one of those things, you know, we've just, we've run with it in very strange ways. And I will, but, cl- and I will say we, even though I'm not one who would tend to drift towards that, the church is still me. It's still family. It is a we, whether I like it or not.
0: But the whole topic is much bigger <laughs> than just Christianity it exists Totally, in a lot of different totally. religions outside of Christianity. It, it, it exists in obviously intermittent fasting outside of, any religion. Yeah. You're just talking about health stuff. Right. like There's reasons that you would do it for a cleanse or for th- this other stuff. Like, it doesn't have to be religious. Right. And we're not, we're not making any sort of commentary outside of our field of experience right. on any of that. Right. But just talking about Christianity, yeah. basically, like Christian fasting. Right. But, but
1: that's one of the things I've always found funny about fasting is how, how trendy it is. One of my favorite pictures that I've seen. There's a there's a meme that's gone around where it's a guy. He's reading a book called "The Power of Fasting," and he, in his right hand, he's got a giant subway sandwich that he's just <laughs> chowing down on. He's getting ready. Yeah, <laughs> while he's while he's reading this book, and it's just, I think that is so, uh, such an odd picture, but a true picture of the church where fasting is concerned. A lot of times, yeah, um, we like to talk about it, we like to make a thing about it, but it's not really done as often as it's talked about. I would say it's probably one of the, one of the spiritual disciplines that is probably talked about about 80% more than it's actually done. Yeah.
0: And, but it it directly counteracts the idea that if it feels good, do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the It's denial, intentional denial. Which is not popular (laughs) in our culture at all. It's more like, well, this makes me feel good. This is who I am. This is how I feel. And that trumps everything. You made me feel bad. You made me feel good. You know, like I'm going to do what makes me feel good. And that's, this is counter to all of that and saying that there's something else more important yeah. than whether or not I feel like doing this yeah. or I feel good about this. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Most of the time I've done it, it, is, it really sucks. Yes, I do not enjoy no. any part of it. No, Although intermittent fasting was great, yes. and I could do that again. Yeah.
1: I, kinda, I went off the wagon a little bit over the holidays, but I'm, I'm back to it now. So Good. <laughs> good for you. My body just feels better when I do it. That's the only reason I do it. I That's feel true. better. I sent you a text right away when I ate my first
0: breakfast. Yes, after I I'm remember. Like, I had a Cinnabon at like <laughs> 9 a.m. And I feel like crap. I want to die. This is <laughs> awful. <laughs> this is such a bad decision. <laughs> Except the one thing I like missed a lot while I was doing it was like, I just need a donut. I need this cinnamon roll. Yeah. So I want a donut. So on want a cinnamon roll. And then See? I'm like, I'm in an airport walking by the Cinnabon. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to eat again on this trip.
1: I'm having a big old Cinnabon and I'm like,
0: food coma. All I it ever all I can
1: ever think of when I hear about Cinnabon is Jim Gaffigan's routine about that. It's like, man, it's the size of a bean bag. Do I sit in it or eat it? I could sit in it and eat it. It's <laughs> huge. It is huge. Yeah. It is huge. Now the only thing I miss intermittent fasting, I'm a big breakfast guy. Like I love eggs and potatoes and like toast, yeah. like all that stuff. Like that is that food is my love language, man. That is right. it. And so giving that up has been difficult. Because you can eat at any time. But eggs and bacon and all. So this is us coming back to see if we can actually keep recording here. We had
0: a bit of a technical malfunction, yes. but I think
1: we're in the clear. Yeah, I think I had things running that shouldn't have been. Hopefully that will take care of it.
0: <laughs> anyway... Sheldon, if you see that error
1: message pop up again, oh
0: no, I keep a good eye out. Okay, yeah, yeah. give me signals. I don't signals. know what the computer does, but I do watch it.
1: Yeah, you do know when it stops. <laughs> yeah, apparently I have to clean some stuff off because we got a a disk storage issue popping up. So we'll we'll do that. I mean, all three years of our podcast are still on here somewhere. So you yeah, need to move that off to another hard drive.
0: <laughs> we have. One. I have Just some of
1: it, it on a thumb drive somewhere. That's right. Know. That's right. Oh yeah. man. Um, One of the things that I've always thought is really funny related to fasting is we all had that friend or went through that phase. And I've done both where you just like refuse to talk about when you're fasting to the point of ridiculousness. So like, did you ever have that person like? Oh yeah. They took that scripture about you know when you fast, don't wear ashes and sackcloth and you know don't and look moan sad. about like wash your face, wear clean clothes, look happy, be whatever. And they take that as don't let anybody know you're fasting. Never if tell you, anyone that you're fasting. If know you're fasting, it becomes a sin to fast. Like it, right? It destroys like, the whole thing. Like yeah. that
0: fifty dollar bill you were gonna put in the token machine, it's down to twenty five
1: yeah. now. Yeah. And 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 so I would have people <laughs> who would literally like. You you go you go out to eat with somebody yeah. and they'd be like oh no I'm not gonna eat I'm not gonna eat. oh why not oh the pressure oh I'm just not eating I just can't and they they would even lie yes. they would even lie about why they couldn't eat because they quote weren't supposed to tell people because Revelation
0: twenty one eight is not in the Bible <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh, liars my go word. to hell. Oh, my <laughs> oh, <word.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> but they—they they would. It's they okay. Would just, I'll risk hellfire, but yeah, not tell but you not that. Tell you I'm fa- fasting. <laughs> but like, there is no biblical mandate to not be able to say, "No, I'm just fasting." Like that's okay. It's just saying, like, don't, don't be like a, a wet mop because you're fasting. Don't mope. Don't be, don't be a turd. Don't like trying to get credit from everyone yeah. else
0: for something that you're doing for don't God. Don't make a show that's, of it. That's the thing. They were trying to take credit from other people for yeah. what they should have been doing for God. Yeah. If you're doing it for God, do it for God. Right. Like, you're not doing it for my praise. If somebody, this is like, I'm out to eat with them, and they say, I'm not eating because I'm fasting. I'm not like, oh, you are so spiritual. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with me. I'm going to fast now, too. I think. <laughs> What do you think about my life? What direction should I take? (laughs) Is the Holy Spirit talking to you about
1: me right now? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I've always thought that one was really funny. Uh, Just that weird fixation with, oh no, no one can know. No one can know. What if they find out? Oh no, God's going to strike me if they find out that I'm fasting. And I'm just like, where does that even come from? Like there's no, you cannot make that correlation at all. That is a huge hop. Yeah. It's like a
0: a complete nullification of the fast.
1: Oh my word. Yeah. And, but it's funny. It's funny. It's one of those things I want to smack people in the back of the head for when they start saying something like that. I'm just like, no, stop it. I'm always like, how
0: did anyone know Jesus was fasting when he was in the wilderness? Yeah. nobody else was with him. That's right. He how did event- they
1: find out? He eventually told somebody. He to- told
0: someone at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Unless there were some disciples hanging out with him when he was having it out with Satan, but that's not yeah, how I read it. That's not how I read it <laughs> <laughs> either, no.
1: My understanding is he didn't even have any disciples yet at that point. Huh? Yep. It's at the very beginning. Yeah, so. the beginning of the beginning. <laughs> anyway, but that's one of those funny things—those just weird quirks that I've seen with fasting over the years. Um, another interesting one is is the the idea of consequences of breaking a fast, right? So do you have any I've anything really on there? felt that internally? But go for it. Yeah. What you were saying. Well, I <laughs> I remember hearing about a, a particular person who was doing a, a forty day fast. Like it was a legit like. He had he had been thinking about it for a long time. Like gearing, like up, this for was gearing up for it. Gearing up for even even like physically. Yeah, if you're going to do a, a 40 day
0: food fast,
1: yeah, there are yes, there you are can't cold you have turkey to that. You gotta you yeah. gotta move into it slowly. But he was going to do it and and had committed to do it. And literally dead middle of his fast, this dude loved potato chips. I mean like I had an unearthly ridiculous love for potato chips. And it just so happened that his wife brought home one of those you know those like giant bags yeah like the real big ones that are like for a party Uh she brought home one of those for something and he sat down no one was in the house and he ate the whole bag in one sitting just sat there and ate it and he was telling sharing this story with somebody and they're like oh so did you start your fast over again he's like no he's like yeah i broke the i broke it in that moment he's like but God's like, okay, like I repented of that because I knew that I was called to this fast, and I just continued and finished my 40-day fast. He's like, no, I did not start... I did not do add an additional 20 days to my fast because I ate potato chips for an hour. He's like, "No, I did not do that. But just this idea that like, oh you've got to do it exactly this, that or the other, and you've, you've committed some mortal sin if you've done." He's like, "No. He's like, "I know there's grace for that." He said, "I'm not proud of the fact that I did it." He said, "It's a funny story now." He said, "But there's, there was grace for that." <laughs> and, I, and I continued and I completed yeah. my fast. Um, but just this idea that you've got to go back to zero. If you somehow <laughs> somehow break it's it. such I, a scorecard. Oh yeah. Like I knew somebody who was at a restaurant only drinking water during a fast and they accidentally picked up somebody's uh sprite and took a big gulp of it before they realized what it was. And and they were just horrified that they had broken their fast. That they and I'm like, that was innocent. And what happens to yeah, you? Yeah, nothing happens. That was just a that was just a, a moment of, of it was an accident. It wasn't even the, there was no intent there, right. you know, but um, it, it is just so funny, like those little things that we get so uptight about where something like fasting is concerned.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm like really self regulating. So like I don't know, if I say I'm not doing it, I'm yeah. not doing it. Yeah. And that was one one of the reasons that intermittent fasting worked for me, because if it wasn't that time on my clock, I just wasn't having it. Yeah. Like just I not it, time if yet. there were donuts out at work, I would take one, put it put it on a napkin, That's put it right. in my little cubby, and it stayed there till eleven thirty. Right. And you really watch that clock some days. <laughs> you really watch that but clock some days. I'm like, did it matter? No, it wouldn't have mattered if I would have had it. Right. It's just me. It's right. just me and and what I was doing. Right. You know, but I right. don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's funny, man. I've seen like, th- if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, again, it's, it, like with so many things, it becomes one of those things that we, we tend to get a legalistic mindset with, because it is, it's a, it's a physical action, it's something we're actually doing or not doing in this case, but we do, we can get really, really kind of trippy with it to where we, we miss the point of what we're actually doing in the name of the thing that we're doing. I think it's, it,
0: it's one of the <coughs> things that is so hard to say, okay, what I'm doing is not works-based. yeah. I'm not working up to get anything out of this, you know, because you're obviously doing something. You have to do something here. But so many people like to have a checklist for how does this work? How, does, yeah. how do I relate to God in a way that's good? How how do you do that? What what are the check off things? Give me the give me the the magic keys that make it happen. Yeah, and this is one of the magic keys. You have to have this in your arsenal at some point. You have to have done it. If you have a story about how you've done it, then you're probably pretty good. If you're planning on doing it again at some point, that's great. you're you're probably on the right track. And it's like a long on a, a long checklist of things, but this is something that you can do and you can control and you can do it and be
1: done. Yeah. And and so people are like check. Yeah, and I did like, it. It's like reading the this Bible through. is hardly through, the like, point. Like reading the Bible through in a year. Yeah. You know, again, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so. I actually last year I started a, a read through the Bible in a year in a year and I was reading through and I'm like, I'm getting nothing out of this. Like I'm just I'm just barreling through it so that I can say it I did is It is a
0: lot of content. If you do yeah. the whole
1: Bible in a year, yeah. that's a lot of content. And I hit a point there. where I'm just like I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not actually feeding me. This is not actually beneficial to me. This is just a checklist and I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And I quit. I didn't quit reading the Bible, but I quit. I quit doing that. I couldn't right. do it. Um, and I didn't feel bad for it because I was not getting what was intended to be gotten from being in scripture doing that. And so yeah. it, it did not work for me.
0: Yeah. I. I mean... What I found, which was pretty cool, was reading the New Testament chronologically, because you can do that now with the Bible app, and it's like, give me the chronological New Testament and just read it straight through. And that way it overlays all the Gospels. You still get all the content, but you get each version, one right on top of the other, so you can spend... A day or two in one story. You know, you spend two days, three days in one story because it gets told a couple times. And I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, this is great. But had I started at the very beginning and got this whole thing chronologically, there would have been a point I would have stalled out in the Old Testament, you know? Oh, yeah. I know most of the scriptures Jesus quotes to Satan are from Deuteronomy, but reading the entire book is difficult. Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. Anyway. Leviticus yeah. Numbers, Deuteronomy, are the wilderness of the Bible. <laughs> that was something the Babylon Bee put up today. <laughs>
0: they were like, they were like, local man, uh, sets more realistical of reading the Bible until
1: he gets to Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one one time we were actually reading we were reading through, and I don't know what happened, but you know, one of those things you do when you get a group of a bunch of teenagers together and and um and it was Leviticus, I believe, he's reading through all of these purification rituals. So like, and he's reading through, you know, all the things we're talking about, you know, if you have nocturnal emissions, if you have all these things, like all these things that as a teenager, you're going to giggle about, you know, and about, oh, you will be unclean until, and the the thing that that the recurring theme is until the evening, leave the camp until the evening. Like, and so he would start reading and he was like, and and the guy reading would go, and you will be unpure, and everybody in the group would all go, until the evening, all oh together. Oh, my goodness. And we did this for about an hour and a half, just kind of like going through. And it was hilarious because we were stupid teenagers, so it was much funnier than it should have been. Um, but that that was the most fun I've ever had, <laughs> reading through that section of the Bible. Uh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. But, yeah, it's, it's – well, and especially getting into all the civil law and everything. I know this is a total rabbit right. trail, but, man, that is, a, that is a wilderness spot in the Bible to have to read through for sure.
0: Yeah, it is interesting that in the Old Testament law, God ordained both times of fasting and times of feasting. Yeah. You don't get that a lot where people, are, they'll focus, yeah, the Lord really did institute times of fasting. And you'll yeah. hear that all the time. And then you're like, yeah, you also instituted feasts. Yeah, let's like, have a
1: party. You, parties are also things that were yeah. done. And let me tell you, like, feasting was a was a rager in the old testament. I yep. mean it wasn't just like they, oh yeah, we're just gonna get together a little potluck, everybody's gonna yeah. bring like no, they they a had week-long a week le- long party. Yeah, they had a legit party. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is funny. It is funny how we how we get into these things. And we do we we over spiritualize it. It's there's nothing magical about it. There's nothing even extraordinary about it. It's just it's just another manner of putting ourselves in the proper perspective as it relates to God. Right. And and nothing more. Um, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, Jesus did it. He's our example, so I'm going to do it too. That will look different at different times. Sometimes it will be more. Sometimes it will be less. Sometimes I'll suck at it. Sometimes I'll be really great with it. But it's just a part of my life. It's a part of my spiritual life. And uh, yeah. Was it the Festival of Tents? What am I What am
0: I trying to remember here? Deuteronomy 14. I don't remember what this is in reference to, but you set aside a tithe, and then in verse 25 it says, Then exchange your tithe for silver, and take the silver with you, and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Use your silver to buy whatever you like, cattle, sheep, wine, other fermented drink, anything you wish, and then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice And do not neglect the Levites living in your towns, for they have no allotment or inheritance of their own. So, like, you were to go buy whatever you wanted, I command you to have a party and enjoy it before the Lord. And I was like, nobody talks about that. Like, that (laughs) that sounds sounds spiritual and fun. Yes, not spiritual and dismal. (laughs)
1: Like, why do you have to be so dismal to be spiritual? You don't have to. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And and I've known people who are who are excessively joyful when they're fasting. Right. Like that, it that it does it stirs something joyful in them, and that's good. And that's it good. Should. I ain't one of those people, <laughs> but I've I've I'll had, fast, But I'm not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I've had joyful results from fasting, but right. I've never I've never just been like, man, this is just doing hey, something you want for me. What a real party! Right How about yeah. don't eat anything? Don't for eat. A while. Oh yeah, because I mean, my Norris jeans, man. My mom's side of the family. I love me some food. I mean, that is just that is just a right. a. That's not even culture. I think it's genetic. My but, Swiss German heritage is no better. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh man. Yeah, but so what are we trying to get at here with fasting? Nothing. No. Nothing.
0: No. I just wanted to talk about it because we're doing. We're we're in, doing it. Something yeah, we're in it with our church, and I'm like, it's it's a yeah. lot. It's it's something that's commonly misunderstood. Totally. And, and things like that. And evangelicals, we don't even <laughs> do fasting right, according to most people. Right. And, and we have no high times where we fast. There's no, you know, set times where we're all fasting. Right. And evangelical the structure of it is Protestantism, not really there. we're just like... It, it, yeah, let's just fast. Yeah, it's like, or if your individual church does institute a fast, it's often way
1: too rigid and feels weird or strange. <sighs> That's one of the funniest things, even with 21 Jumpstart which is what, what we call our, our fast at the beginning of the year. <laughs> not 21 Jump Street. No, but we did. And not 2021, because no. it's not that yet. No, it's not, and we but will thank not. thank
0: goodness we're not calling it like 2020 Vision oh or Vision Lord. 2020. If I saw one more of those. Oh, my. Mm. Thank you to all you leaders who are avoiding that
1: trap. <laughs> and for those of you who did it, Bless you, but it's not unique, and it's not clever.
0: <laughs> it's not. No. The only thing people think of when you say 2020 is vision. So yeah. if you're doing a vision statement, it's don't do it. It's
1: only clever if you're an optometrist, and you're actually doing some kind of fundraiser during 2020 for a vision-related thing. Then it becomes clever again. I don't know. That's Still. the only way it becomes clever again. Uh, anyway, you were going to say something about 21 Jump Start. I don't remember. The first 21 days. No, that's one of the funny things that we do is is we actually had meetings leading up to it saying, okay, what are the options we should give people? How many options should we give people? Because you give people too many options... They won't do anything. They'll just look at it and be like, there's too many things. I don't know what to do. Or they'll do. My my son was in the
0: service when we announced it, and he's looking down through and he's like, well, I can do that. I can fast social media. I'm thinking, you don't have social media. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, and he's like checking off all these things, and I'm like, looking at all these things. I'm like, okay, buddy, so what you need to do is wait till the end of service because he's going to explain some of this, but we're not talking about things you can do. Yeah. Like just, as what you're currently not doing. I understand you're not doing a lot of these things because you're a kid. Right. But, uh, maybe think about what you're, what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do. You know, what do you feel God is asking you to do? Yeah. Like if he's asking you to do this, like give up social media. Great. I'm all for it. You don't have one. It's going to be really (laughs) easy, but I'm, I'm behind it. Like, but as long as you feel like this is what you should be doing, then you do that. Yeah. And so like, he had to erase all his check marks, and I made him wait till the end of service. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good teaching experience. <laughs> that's hilarious. He's like, I can give up social media. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Oh, my word. That's like, I can give up murder for the month. That's, that's right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy enough.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But it is. It's one of those weird quirks of of Christianity that... Especially you give people too many options. Yeah. You give people too many options, they don't do anything, and you make it too rigid and they get mad. It's right. Like, this is what we're all doing. I'm like, well, I don't feel called to do that. Not I'm me. Not I'm not doing it. Yeah, Sheldon's that guy. I'm not doing it just because uh. you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Ask Jess how many times I just happened. Next time I preach, I'm specifically going to do that and say that. Turn to
0: your neighbor to say, and I will turn to Jess and say, I don't do this. No, that's what I'm gonna tell you (laughs) to say though I'm gonna
1: say I'm gonna say if you're one of those who hates being told from the pulpit to say something, turn to your neighbor and said, I don't do this. I don't do this. I'm gonna make you do it. I'm gonna watch (laughs) you and I'm gonna watch you do it. I'll get up and go to the bathroom. (laughs) No, I'm going to drop it like a bomb. You won't even know. It's just going to be like, and then all of a sudden you're going to be in that moment
0: and you're not going you to know what to do. You can make church as awkward for me as you want <laughs> to. I can make it even worse. I,
1: I would not accept that challenge because I
0: think you're absolutely correct. Oh, man. It's, out, it's about who has the least amount of shame when you're trying to make things <laughs> awkward. And at that point, you have more to lose than I do. <laughs> that is painfully true. <laughs> When you're the guy up front, you always have more to lose than the people in the audience, which is why, unless you're a comedian, you should never get into, get into something where if they just have less shame than you, they're going to win. Oh, my word. It's like public speaking 101. Oh, man. Can the audience win this if they're just unruly and awful people? <laughs> and then don't get it. go there. Jeez. Man, oh man! <laughs> well, that took a weird. Turn. I don't know how we ended up here, but we're know. glad we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. I think this is pretty much the end <laughs> yeah, of what we're we doing. Have we said all of our things? <laughs> I
1: think so. I think these have been the things we've said, <laughs> the, and, the things we have done, and the things we have done. <laughs> oh man, oh! So next week we're going to be out one more. Yeah, week we're going to take another break because I'm gone. Yeah, um, and plus it's. Playoff football right now, and so Sheldon is. So we may have the week right
0: after, depending how everything works out in football world. But then the week after that. So like this is going to be an every other week podcast for yeah, a little while. Apparently, unless we record two so. in one
1: night. Yeah, unless we, feel which we skippy. haven't done, in, we haven't done in a while. Yeah, we just watched a new Star Wars. So yes, that's going to be a thing very yeah, soon. that'll be a thing. Because it's soon. it's essentially the culmination of. Sheldon's initial Star Wars experience. Yeah. Now that we've officially completed the movies, whatever that means. Um, (laughs) They're all done again. But can I just say, as a precursor to what we're about to do... No, you may. The Mandalorian is the Star Wars that we have deserved for years. So good. I'm only like three episodes in, and I knew in the first five minutes of the opening scene of the first episode that this was the Star Wars that we have deserved and wanted and have not gotten all of this time. So I'm incredibly pleased by that. If you even remotely like Star Wars, go watch that show. They need to keep making it. Yeah. So That's great. On that note. yep, that's a preview. We're done. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully I'll have Mexican stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the Niners win. Hopefully for you, yes. I have no interest in it, really, because, you know, the Browns don't. They just don't play off. <laughs> they don't play off at they all. They might get McDaniel's and Brady next year. That could be cool.
0: Hmm. If they get McDaniel's as head coach, Brady's a free agent. Why not? That would be tell
1: Baker to sit his butt down and learn from a real quarterback. That for a would bit. be hilarious. I don't like Baker though. <laughs> Baker's Baker's just not been well coached. That's that's <laughs> his biggest issue. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, guys, we'll see you around. Uh, thanks for giving us a listen. I just waved at the. Uh, Waved waved at, the, at the computer because that is you guys you guys are sitting in the corner in our studio right here but anyway see you guys next week uh thanks for listening in. thanks for joining the conversation today the things we say is produced by nate ward technical direction is provided by sheldon stouffer you can subscribe to the things we say on soundcloud and itunes don't forget to like us on facebook at the things we say podcast to keep the conversation going This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.